Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. because we're in a series, is who's in God's kingdom. So far, we've talked about the fact that we know that those that are in God's kingdom are those who are disciples. They're lifelong learners, okay? A lot of times, we don't use the word disciple except in a church setting, but a disciple basically means a lifelong learner. It's a student of the king, okay? We talked about that. Then we talked about the fact that God's called us to be servants, And those that serve are in the kingdom. But now we're going to go downstairs, okay? That's that's different, isn't it? Normally you go from bottom up, right? Well, we're going to, we we went top down. So let's, let's go to God's word this evening. And I want to give you six nuggets from God's word that will show you and affirm who's in the kingdom. You've heard me say over the last few months, it's easy to be in a church, but it doesn't mean you're in the kingdom. Anybody can walk into a facility, okay? And if the enemy can deceive you, back to Sunday morning as we kind of link some things, any, if the enemy can do anything, he can deceive you into believing as long as you just show up in church, that puts you in the kingdom. Not everybody that dresses out in a uniform and goes to the dugout plays. Does that make sense? Okay. So the kingdom. Who's in the kingdom? Let's start right here. And we're going to go for... 13 minutes. John chapter 3, verse 3. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Think about this with me. And here's the principle. You have to be born again. But think with me for a moment. You can't go where you can't see. You'll never enter what you can't see. Hello? I mean, we all saw the door. And we walk through the door. So he's saying a lot. Without sight, by the way, that's spiritual sight, you will not be where you want to be, and that's in the kingdom. Jesus said, you must be born again. Okay? Now, we don't ramrod that down people's throats, but they have to have a life-changing experience where Christ comes in and takes up residence. So who's in the kingdom? Now down at the foundation, it's individuals who've been born from above. Not how many times did you go to church or how many messages did you listen to or how many times did you help out with the Easter extravaganza. All of those are good, but that doesn't get you access and entrance in the kingdom. Number two, John chapter three, verse five. Jesus answered. Isn't it nice to know that Jesus can talk? Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. We walk naturally by our old nature. Does that make sense? We walk spiritually by the spirit. Does that make sense? The natural man cannot walk in the spirit. Does that make sense? 
It takes the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, giving you new life to where you can do the things that you just were a part of and you can move as you saw Bradley move. God wants you to move like that. That's fellowship, friendship with the Holy Spirit. Number one, you have to be born again. Number two, that means you're born of the Spirit, okay? Nicodemus got a little smart and he said, you mean I got to be born twice? How do I go back into my mother's womb? And Jesus goes, come on, man, dude, serious? Really? That's not what he meant. Okay? We were all born once physically, but we have to be born again. And I'm looking across the house filled with people who understand that and who have experienced that. But we've got to take that to the streets. Number three, Matthew chapter 6, 19, 20, and 21. Once again, Jesus is talking. Since he's the door and he's the shepherd and he's on the throne, it would be good to listen to what he has to say because it's his kingdom. Okay? For example, I would not come to your house and tell you how to run your house. Never. Okay? You don't come into the kingdom and tell the king how to run the kingdom. Okay. Does that make sense? I mean, you would be highly offended if I walked into your house and went straight to your, to your refrigerator and got something out of there to eat. Like, who do you think you are, right? I, mean, I don't care if you're a pastor or whatever you think you are. That doesn't give you right, right? So it's nice to know that Jesus is doing the talking here. John chapter, excuse me, Matthew chapter 6, 19, 20, 21. Let's get the third one. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. I, I really want to teach on this so bad, but I'm staying inside 11 minutes. Who's, who's actually tracking that? But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your tre... Oh, boy. Now we get to find out, why did you put this in here, Pastor? Because the Holy Spirit asked me to so that you can understand what does it mean to truly be born again. Have I ever heard people say born again and their life proves they're not? Yes, so have you. I mean, parrots talk. Hello? You can, get, you can buy a parrot and you can train it to talk. Hello? Are you all here tonight for a few more moments? Parroting what Jesus said doesn't put you in the kingdom. It is a life-altering experience. Gosh, I want to teach so bad tonight. But what is the proof that I've been born again? For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let me make this real clear. If you see me living for downstairs, question if I'm going upstairs. At least question it. What Jesus said, there he is again. He said, you'll know them by their fruits. So if all you see is me going after everything downstairs, you got to really wonder, do I have, oh, okay, I'll put it this way. I'll lighten it just a little bit. Do I have any treasures on the other side? Because where your heart is, that's where your treasures are. Number three, heart transformation. Number one, moving quickly, you must be born again, and I gave you scripture, and that means being born of the Spirit, and when the Holy Spirit births you into new life, there is going to be a heart transformation. Years back, before some of you were born, some of you were born before I, we, <laughs> we did not believe this concept of 
you could have open heart surgery. But the day came where you could. And now it's no big deal. You can have your heart transformed. Number four, probably down around eight minutes. The clock slows a little bit, okay? We're going to be out of here in just a few moments. Let's go back over them again. Listen, why are you doing this? Because Galatians said on Sunday, do not be deceived. There will be people coming into your marketplace who will deceive you of being born again, and they're not. Pastor, how will we know? Well, you will know by where their heart is. Now, I'm not saying don't enjoy the things down here, but if that's where your heart is, that's where you are. Does that make sense? Boy, so much scripture I want to teach you on tonight. What was one? Born again. Two, born of the Spirit. Three, heart transformation. Number four, Matthew 4, 7. From that time, oh my goodness, he's doing it again. Jesus began to preach, saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repentance isn't just coming to a front and and praying and saying, God, I'm sorry. True repentance, are you ready for this, is a change of mind. Not only does he change my heart, he changes my models, my mental models, the way that I think, I think differently now. In fact, I still have a lot more to learn. Like if he showed up here and said, I would like for you to get ready to, as a church to feed everybody in the community. Would we be like the disciples? Remember the five loaves and two fishes? Transformation of the heart, transformation of the mind is huge. Gosh, I want to teach so bad tonight on this, but I'm just giving you the skeleton. There are many ministries that need transformation of the mind, meaning they've been born into the kingdom, but they're stuck. And people out there know it. Changed mind. One example, just two left, that's, that's it. When I first went to the school that I'm serving now, there were two schools, and it was division all over the place. It was Charlie Manson at his best, helter-skelter. That's what it was. Nobody wanting to work together. Notice I'm not using the schools. The names. But through the course of three years, we've seen some heart transformation and altering of minds. Today, they're no longer called faculty and staff. I refer to all of them as team leaders. And it is flipping the kids out because this is what they do. We only have two more to go. Okay, we're almost done. I promise. And then we're going to take a quiz. <laughs> Guys look tired tonight. Here's what the kids do. They'll walk up to teacher A, who is a team leader, but they have not yet been transformed in their thinking, which the Holy Spirit can do. And they'll say to this teacher, you can't tell me what to do because I'm in his class. Are they well taught and schooled from home or what? 
Why, of course they are. Don't you know, parents, that kids pit mom against dad and dad against mom and then watch helter-skelter at the house. And they bring that cultural concept right into the schools and they want to split faculty and staff the same way they split the house. So I know you're thinking, I thought you were talking about God's word. When the Holy Spirit is welcome in a life, in a facility, in a school, in a church, in an organization, he begins to flip, as he preached back several years ago, he begins to flip the script upstairs. Because if he can change the heart, he can change the mind. Last two to go. Did you? I want to teach so bad tonight. Uh, Okay, I won't. Luke chapter 6, verse 20. And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples. Oh, no, not again. This is Jesus again? On his disciples, his student learners, and said, Blessed are you who are poor in spirit. Really? For yours is the kingdom of God. What is that? Watch this. Remember the first four? Number five? It's a life of humility. A life of humility. Here's an example, and then the last one, and we're finished. I'm probably about five minutes to go. When Derrick Henry was in New York City to pick up the Heisman, one of his coaches called Almond Gunner. I'm talking about a life of humility. This is an illustration to the principle. They called him and said, Coach uh, Gunner, why are you not in New York? He said, I don't have to be there. The work's already been done. Meaning it wasn't about Allman and what he had been doing with Derek from Alabama. It was about the young man who had responded as a student learner and changed his ways. Now I'm outside the domain of was he born again, but I'm using some natural examples to tell you that we are called to live a life of humility. Watch this. These bottom three will, excuse me, these bottom four will reveal if a person's truly born again. Anybody can say to you, I'm born again, but let's find out if their heart's been changed. Let's find out if the mind is under reconstruction. Let's find out if they're living a life of humility and now the last one. Turn to somebody and say, he's almost done. We're out of here in just a moment and a half. Hmm, that's interesting. Matthew seven twenty one. Oh my goodness, it's Jesus again. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, See, God's been speaking to me since Sunday because you remember me saying, we are not to be deceived, Galatians, right? And I said, true leadership means we come under his lordship. People will listen to that because the devil is a sly old fox. If I could catch him, I'd put him in a box. Because he sneaks around as an angel of light and he'll go, oh, the key word is say Lord. Just say Lord. So Jesus is clarifying just because, he says to his student learners, the disciples, just because somebody says, Lord, Lord, let's finish it. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. 
Now watch this. But the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. The new life being born again from above is culminating with this fact. Are you ready? That when we are born from above, ultimately what we want to do is God's will. We're going to go back over. I'm going to close with a quick story about my son who I got to see as son tonight. And you're thinking, has he lost his marbles? Doesn't he know that's his son? Of course. Who's in the kingdom? One, they are born from above. Two, they're born of the spirit. Three, their heart has been transformed. Number four, their mind is being changed. Not has been changed, that's dangerous. Because that means you're in concrete. It's a process of changing. Number five, living a life of humility. And number six, doing his will. So let me help you out tonight. And you might be saying, didn't ask for any. Well, just in case. That's a good sign, isn't it? When you close either a notepad, you're going, thank God. Bradley and Amy, oh, no, 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 no. I walk in the spirit and I trust God to close it the way he wants it. I don't sit down and script this so that I can come with this because I didn't even have him on my mind when I walked in here this morning, uh, this evening. And I didn't think much about anything until I got to see him as son. And then when he sang that and told the story, and I remember hearing about what was going on, and I'm thinking, how in the world, how in the world is he going through that when everything is way up here for him right now? Well, what you may not know tonight, oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. My grandfather, excuse me, my great-grandfather committed suicide. That chain has to be broken off of all of our lives who are in this heritage of the Weber family. Robin's family has dealt with alcohol through generations. That has to be broken off of her life, their lives, or it's going to show up and show out. Turn to somebody and say, he doesn't need to preach tonight. Uh, But I am called to tell you the truth. And if Jesus tarries and I go home and someone else comes in, you better make sure whoever you bring in here always tells the truth. Always tells the truth. So as soon as we heard that 10 years ago, Robin said, has that clearly been broken off of your family? Suicide is running rampant in our nation. But God says, you've been empowered to break it. No, 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 not just suicide. Break whatever the generational curse has been in your families. It calls for transformation of the heart. It calls for transformation of the mind. It calls for a life of humility. And then by all means, thank you, Holy Spirit, doing exactly what God wants you to do. So here we go. You ready? I'm going to help you out. Bradley and Amy did not come down here because dad's here. 
They're here because God called them here. Does that mean? Hey, Dennis, can you share something with us as a father? You bet. How do you pray over your kids? Thanks for asking. That every one of them will come into the kingdom. My dad taught me that. And number two, that they would live to be in, listen to me now, the center of his will. That may not mean much to you unless you're buying a home. And you know as well as I do, you want to know that that home was built according to spec, according to blueprint. My prayer is that our children and grandchildren will not just be in the will of God, but in the center of God's will. Does Did you get this tonight? Let's pray. I want to teach so bad. Let's go home. I just want to keep teaching. Father, tonight we thank you that we who are seated here and many that may be listening to this and many throughout this region who are never connected to forward but connected to you, thank you that we are in the kingdom tonight. But would you please help us to continue to be transformed in our hearts and in our minds and that our lifestyles will show a life of humility centered in the will of God. Amen. He said, wow, he cut that because the Spirit of the Lord told me exactly what I need to do. Parents or future parents. I'm studying the star model of organizations in my coursework. One of the keys is alignment. If you were to ask me, what's wrong with our kids? They're out of alignment because the family is. How many of you who are parents or will be parents or your grandparents, it doesn't matter, but you would love to see your kids in the center of God's will. I'd like for you to stand. I'm going to close in prayer. I remember Sunday, and if you'll watch real close, I only spoke prophetically over two people Sunday. One was Brittany, who has a call on her life to to go to the mission field. Don't know where, don't know when, but I know. How do I know? Because he told me so. And I spoke over Joshua for just a moment. That's my heart cry, is that our children... First of all, come into the kingdom, learn about the Father's great love, and then desire to be in the center of God's will. Watch this. It's natural and normal. We got little elementary kids. You ought to watch your little hot dogs come to the cafeteria. They, they take off running. They all want to be first. They want to be first to the cafeteria, to the lunch line. They want to be first. You were built to be Man, Holy Spirit, I can't do any of this without you. This is ridiculous. We were built to be in the center of Father's will. You got good? Now let's pray. We're praying for our children and grandchildren that they will be in the center of God's will. Yes, they were meant to be first. No, 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 hold on, hold on. Don't walk out of here and go, you know what I heard tonight? Don't ever take a backseat. I'll hit you in the nose if you ever take a backseat. That's not what I taught tonight. They were meant to be first in the center of God's will. Father, thank you for this time. It went so fast. 
Lord, I humble myself before you with my family, my brothers and sisters, the family of God. And more than anything else, what we want is that there will be a lasting legacy as students of the King of Kings that our children and our grandchildren will be centered in the will of God because that's where they are safe. Now I call all children and grandchildren who are a part of the body of Christ, I call them into alignment tonight and I invite them to see that you call them number one in being in the center of your will for their lives. And no weapon formed against our children, oh glory to God, no weapon formed against our children or grandchildren will prevail. Great and mighty is the Lord our God. And I thank you for tonight, the worship, the prayer. I thank you for everything in this house. And oh, by the way, the bread was really good. Thank you for the bread. You are the bread of life. And we love you, Jesus Christ. And God's people said, amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. You're the best, the very best. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.